Ho, 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 ho. Hello and welcome to the, another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you, get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. And yes, uh, if you celebrate the holiday of Christmas, it is rapidly approaching and I am clearly in the holiday spirit. Um, and I'm really excited for this week's episode. I welcome my very, very, very dear, dear friend, one of the most wonderful people that I know and am proud to call a friend, vegan chef Josie Clemens, returns to the podcast. We talk about how to think more holistically this holiday season about the food you're consuming and the mark you're leaving on the planet. Uh, It's a lot of fun. I will tell you, Right at the top, there was quite a bit of technical difficulties with us connecting. There was a lot of connection issues. I've been able to get the episode together, but right at the end, Josie was unable to rejoin us, um, so I provide her things to check out uh, as a voiceover. So anyways, the conversation is great. Love Josie to death. I know you're going to as well. And hey, if you're in the Las Vegas area or going to be visiting at any time, you should definitely hit her up and check out uh, Saffron Vegan Restaurant in Vegas. I had the pleasure of eating there when I was there a couple of months ago, and it is delectable. You won't be disappointed. But before we even get into the conversation with Josie, let me let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on nostalgia overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane, a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. Now, I also want to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Self Unbound. Your quality of life, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually is a direct reflection of the level of abundant energy, ease, and connection your nervous system has to experience your life. At Self Unbound, your nervous system takes center stage as we help unbind your limited healing potential through network spinal care. Access the first steps to your Unbound journey by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.selfunbound.com. Now, without further ado, oh wait, one more thing. This isn't quite the last episode of the year, and technically the sixth season of the podcast, but I just want to say, for everybody that's out there that is either a long-term listener, first-time listener, or anyone in between, thank you for always showing up, detoxing, and figuring out with me ways in which we can make a better world. Um, I'm very reflective this time of year. And I'm very appreciative for what uh, we've been able to do as a result of this podcast. You know, this podcast is not a conversation ender. It's a conversation starter. And I'm excited because on this podcast, we get to have conversations that are meaningful and powerful. And it starts a dialogue about how do we make a more inclusive world. And then the podcast ends and we get to go apply those lessons in real life right away. So thank you for another wonderful year, and I'm excited to see what 2023 is going to bring. Now, without further ado, my conversation with Josie Clemens is right up after this.
Welcome back to the Detox Podcast with me at this time. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. She's back. It truly is a holiday miracle. Josie Clemens. Josie, how are you doing today? So, Shaw, I am so great. Thank you so much for having me on part two since the J&J show. It's true. It is. It is. And we are here. We're going to be talking about a sustainable way to celebrate your holidays, specifically with food and different ways you can change up your dishes and possibly, maybe, even convincing some people that what they really want this holiday season is a vegan holiday season. So Josie, but before we get to that, here at the Detox Podcast, if this is your first time listening, I invite my listeners of the podcast, well, any listeners of the podcast, they're not mine, I don't own listeners, but listeners of the podcast, I would say, uh, to quote unquote detox from the world around them, 45, 50 minutes, an hour, however long the episodes are, and get a window into how other people live their lives. And so, Josie, I like to ask my guests at the top of the top of the hour, top of the episode, top of the top, top of the top. What are you currently detoxing from? Mm, I am actually detoxing from my relationship. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I recently moved. And I created a space that is just for me. It's mostly kitchen at the moment. Nice. Yeah, this is this is what it's about, right? It's like being able to be yourself and find your niche and have a space to come home and be safe in. And that's what I'm doing. We love a safe space, right? And we love a well-stocked kitchen. And as we all know, uh, food is our... I was I was about to like create some like grandiose statement and then I realized I didn't actually have anything. But what I'm going to paraphrase instead is I don't know if I can paraphrase something that doesn't actually exist. So what I'm going to say is that food connects us uh, to something more, or at least it does for me. When I'm eating, I'm thinking about being thankful for the food I have. I'm reflecting on perhaps a conversations I had earlier in the day. Sometimes I'm eating because my blood sugar is dropping and I'm getting very hangry. There's a variety of ways in which we eat. Um, but I think for me specifically, as an individual, the kitchen uh, being a completely just a, a regular old uh, family cook, uh, it, the kitchen is a safe space for me. It's a place where I like to zen out. It is a space where I like to take care of other people and bring nourishment. Um, so uh, I love that you are creating that safe space uh, for yourself in this new space and that the kitchen is ready to go uh, first and foremost. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, now, I want to talk about uh, the holidays and I almost said uh, Thanksgiving because a little peek behind the curtain, we're recording this uh, the week of Thanksgiving, but this is coming out in December. So um, enjoy. Uh, there's multiple different ways in which we can uh, talk about holidays in the episode. But what I would say is as people are starting to plan out their holiday meals and their traditional entrees, their traditional side dishes, um, maybe let's let's start here and think about what are some maybe easy ways folks could start to reimagine what their table could look like for a Thanksgiving, a Christmas, uh, or any other type of holiday gathering at this time of year? Mm, well, in the spirit of reimagination, I think that we should all be like 
eating the things that we grew up with. So just imagine everything that you eat except no turkey. I used to grow up with sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows on top. Yes. The green bean casserole with the French's crispy onions on top. Yep. That was a must. Stuffing, must. Mashed potatoes, must. And like sometimes there were a couple other things like, you know, obviously cranberry sauce. But I pretty much just look at Thanksgiving now as the veganized version of all of those things. And I have an excuse to just eat way more carbs and way more fat because I just say, who needs a turkey? We don't need turkey. We don't need more protein going into our stomach, taking away from the space that could be utilized to consume fat and carbs. So now we just triple down because we were doubling down because right. Thanksgiving, but now we're tripling down right. on carbs and fat. And that's what matters. Because <laughs> let's let's be honest, even for people that are not vegans or vegetarians, right? How much turkey are you really consuming? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a couple pieces? A, yeah, a couple maybe, pieces, maybe a leg, maybe like I always feel like it's like the uncle or like the grandpa <laughs> that comes in and steals like all the dark meat pieces. I remember <laughs> my dad like slaving over like the perfect turkey every year, and yeah. then he would have his family over, and he would have his wife's family over, and like the grandparents and the, and like the uncles that we only saw on Thanksgiving, they would always take the dark meat that my dad desired. But because he's the host, we would, of course, allow them to have what they wanted. Right. But everybody else, you know, when you just when you're left with the white meat, that's pretty much dry because it needed to come out of the oven 30 minutes prior to when the dark meat <laughs> <That's> <laughs> finished. <true. Yeah. laughs> you know, nobody's eating the turkey, man. Just no. stop. Stop wasting your time and energy on the turkey and just buy some vegan butter and some yes. coconut milk to replace your cream and mushroom stuff that you're putting in your casserole and call it a day. Absolutely. I was even, you know, <clears throat> I was at the, so I like how I was making this like a big announcement. Like I was at the grocery store this week, like, wow, Joe, uh, you and so many other people were at the grocery store this week, but it's true. <laughs> I was at the grocery store this week going through my recipes. Yes. My Joe Shaw perfectly crafted recipes that I started out by Googling and then adjusted based on my own preferences. Yes. That whole title trademarked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I was looking through the recipes and going, you know, I don't think this would be a huge switch for a, 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 a vegan marshmallow here, right? A vegan butter there. Um, and there was a, a, an egg substitute over there, right? Those were the three things I'd identified as like, if I could swap these out, then this would be all four of these dishes I'm making are completely vegan. I think it's more of, in some ways... I feel that it's almost, it's almost a bit, ooh, I hate to say this, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. So uh, I almost feel it's a bit of laziness and lack of imagination and lack of creativity to keep doing it the same way that we've been doing it. And in fact, I venture to guess that if we were to spend a little bit of time reimagining these dishes, we might, we just might end up with better tasting dishes or at the very least d dishes that don't wreck us 30 minutes after we eat it. Mm. Word to that one. 
word to that one. I recently went out for the first time to a restaurant with somebody who was not vegan. It was three vegans, including myself and a not vegan person. And they were like eating as much vegan food as we were. And we were like really throwing down because we were drinking a little. And so we were eating a lot of food and he's like, wow, I can just keep eating. I feel amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree with you. I agree with you, Joe. I think that, you know, there is, um, there's virtue in holding on to what tradition is. And then there is also expansion and like newness and fun and excitement that comes from building from tradition and building something new and creating something your own, making it your own. And then that becomes a new tradition until you want to change it up again. I'll give a I'll give a very basic ass example, okay? Um, so I grew up, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's the story. I grew up. No, I grew up eating carrots as a dish uh, for Christmas and Thanksgiving, and then uh, and that continued whether it was with my immediate family or with larger family or this that and the other. And the carrots were like it didn't matter who fucking made them; they were consistently like chopped they were either canned like chopped canned carrots or they were regular carrots that were then chopped and made like in in a pot with a lot of butter and then like i don't know boiled or something right and then served and i always found them pretty gross i'm just gonna be frank right like pretty gross didn't enjoy them definitely avoided them pretty regularly then one year i realized hey you know here's a crazy idea. Maybe I volunteer to make the carrots and I think of a different way to make them. Because guess what, people? You can volunteer to make dishes that you don't like and then you get to reclaim the way they taste. Um, that's a that's a, a holiday hack from Joe uh, that you can just, if you don't like the way someone makes green beans, you can just make them and then bring them uh, to the party and then now they're a better dish because you've uh, made them. So, I had these carrots, and I thought, what is a way in which I could make them to where they don't taste uh, gross? So I got some carrots, and I cut them, and I covered them in oil and salt and pepper and rosemary, and I roasted them. And then we had delicious roasted carrots that were 100% vegan and uh, didn't have any gross butter and weren't like sitting on the stove for hours on end. I'm exaggerating there. And they tasted really good. And then people loved them. People were like, Joe. Can you bring your carrots each time? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, how did you make them? And I explain what I just explained to all of the listeners, how easy it was. And they go, I couldn't possibly. Can you just bring them? I'm like, well, I'm happy to bring them. But you too have the power to make delicious roasted rosemary carrots that will make everybody, including my children, want to eat carrots over and over again. You too have the power. The power lies within you. They're like, I couldn't possibly do this so i'm like okay the power of the carrot lies within you i see it in you now bring it to the forefront young one this is you joe this is literally you it is it is uh it absolutely is and so you can also do that one can do that with any dish and so i'm currently in the process of trying to um look at the rest of my recipes and see where i can make swaps um 
One of the swaps that I'm having, this is, a, you know, it's funny. I'm like going down the dishes and people are like, what What are we even talking about? Why are we going down Joe's grocery list and, and talking about uh, his ingredients? No, but I bring this up as a point to say that I think the way in which uh, non-vegans, I would say, think about uh, going vegan either uh, consistently all the time or for a meal or for um, uh, other people in their lives I think often they're thinking about large-scale changes instead of small shifts um, or a, or like a simple start. And and I yes, and so I brought up that carrot story as humorous as it was to be like that was not a that was not a hard thing to do. It was very easy, and it made a dish uh, for uh, people in the family and friends able to eat it without having to ask what was in it. Like it was absolutely ready to go vegan on the table. Um, free, soy free, sugar free, yep. vegan. Exactly. And guess what? That those carrots are always the first, uh, it's always the first dish that's out at the holidays. Always. Because they're good. What can I say? I have to give the people what they want. That's the way it is. Um, you put your chandric on it. Yeah, Period. exactly. Exactly. Um, but now what would you say when, um, people are thinking about like maybe, uh, an entree, this, this might be a better, uh, better conversation topic. If people are saying like, yes, I understand we only primarily eat the sides, right. And I'm fine not having a ham or a turkey or, or like a large meat entree as the main dish, what might they consider eating in lieu of that, or is it really just uh, a table full of sides? Maybe not just, but. Um, no, I hear you. And I hear them, um, you people. <laughs> you want a showstopper. Right. You want a focal point for your guests. I hear you. I see you. Feed them a lasagna. Ooh. They okay. will be much happier. Make a lasagna. All you have to do is lightly boil some cashews if you're working on the fly or soak them overnight, put them in a blender with some vegetable stock, some salt, some miso paste, blend it up till it's nice and smooth, boil your lasagna noodles, layer your cashew sauce, maybe with some like sauteed mushrooms and some sauteed spinach and then more lasagna noodles and just keep going. You can even throw red sauce and pesto in there. I like to do tricolored lasagna. So it's cashew cream, pesto, tomato sauce, spinach, mushrooms, then another layer of nudes. Go all out. <laughs> give the people what they want. Yes. You have to give the people what they want. It's what they need. Okay. So that sounds delicious. And it sounds like it's a crowd pleaser um, across the board. Why? Why? Josie, why do we just default to a, uh, I mean, as much as I don't like to admit it in some cases, because I too am lazy sometimes, but a scientifically proven less, like, like, uh, lesser way of, of eating is what I might say. Why do we default to that as a society? How do we solve society's problems? How do we solve all of society's problems? Yeah. Um, well, what we do is we stay in our house and we throw away our phones and our technology 
and we don't talk to anybody for 30 <laughs> days and we become so clear on our thoughts and how degrading our thoughts are to ourselves that we decide to reprogram them all because we're done suffering. And then anytime a negative thought comes up after this 30 day period, we can just laugh at it. And if anybody else wants to project a negative thought at us, we laugh at it because we've become so at peace with just knowing that they're only thoughts and that it's not actually a reality that we're healed. I love that. <laughs> that also seems <laughs> not, uh, unfortunately, not as uh, tangible for some folks as it is for others. So might I, might I yes and what you yes said? Um, and I would say for those of us who can't um, throw away everything, what I might recommend is finding ways in which you can have moments of reflection in your daily life and specifically like like at the at the end of the day maybe in the middle of the day or at the beginning of the day i think there's uh different spaces that work for different people i personally do it right before i go to bed that's my that's my time and i say daily you might go ah, joe that's a lot like every day but here's the thing I used to just do it once a week and you know what would happen is I would get so burned out before I even reached that point in the week that it would be uh, toxic, literally toxic and exhausting. So yes, the daily reset helps. Now, I think food plays such a major role in that because I've noticed that I think we as a society, you know, there's certain things that we are aware of, right? So if, if we eat a lot of meat, we feel very heavy, right? And then right, we know like what red meat can do to us. We understand what dairy can do to us. And there's um, a lot of situations in which we feel very weighted down and sluggish and, and not um, operating at peak efficiency um, from a mental and physical standpoint. And so I think if we're, if we're thinking about ways in which we can give ourselves moments of peace um, and moments of reflection during the day, we also should challenge ourselves as an individual to think about ways in which um, for a portion of a meal, a whole meal, multiple meals a day, we are, we are not defaulting to something we've done all the time, but thinking about what we might need in that given moment, which will give us the necessary nutrients, energy, and clarity to then be able to continue with the rest of our day. And that's something I've challenged myself with since like, uh, I mean, I went to, I went to, to Vegas, uh, not, not too, too long ago. And what I've made the challenge to myself when I came back is thinking about what do I need in this moment and really taking just five extra minutes, just five to think about what was I about to order? Why was I about to order it? What might I need instead in this moment? I will tell you, I, I would say, nine out of 10 times I've made a better choice and it's resulted in a better situation, a better outcome and a better clarity for myself. So I'm not saying that this is the solution to everybody's problems, but I am saying, I think we get so stuck in our ruts because we're not giving ourselves moments of peace and clarity that then we default in a lot of other areas, which are actually harming us and is what's feeding literally feeding into our lack of clarity and ability so that's that's kind of my thought process on on the whole the whole matter but I would welcome your thoughts I think that is absolutely beautiful I was getting such a vivid visual while you were speaking 
and it was like happy credits short-term happy credits and long-term happy credits so what we choose obviously is like short-term gratification and that would be like symbolize like our defaults the things that we know are going to get us fed make us feel full um they're cheap they're readily available they're right now we've done it before we know that this works um and then the long-term happy credits Sometimes when we're so stuck in like the short-term happy credit method um, of attaining happiness or just like attaining means to an end, we forget, we think that long-term happy credits are like salads, really boring foods, um, things that are going to fill us up for like five minutes, and then we're going to be hungry again. But I think it's also really important to rewire what that looks like because just like how we've been talking about like making small changes to like veganize something that can just be an everyday practice where we're looking at okay what kind of food is going to make me happy right now is it fried chicken okay can i fry mushrooms really quick and just eat a bunch of fried mushrooms and see how i feel that's going to take a short amount of time i have to do it from scratch but it's still like relatively easy and it's still going to make you feel like really happy and like you're eating something nostalgic that is just comforting. Yeah. So then all of a sudden the long-term happy credits are also short-term happy credits. And then there's no loss either way. Right. It's just that time that you're talking about, Joe, like the five minutes of reflection before ordering something, or even the time that it would take to produce something on your own, rather than like going out and buying something uh, at a restaurant time is actually the only scarce thing that we have. And so being able to relax, I think that those five minutes of reflection are really important because being able to relax is what will help us prioritize and realize that using up our time to invest in these long-term happy credits are obviously beneficial. Yeah. I find that for me personally, Often when I'm craving, I'm using the air quotes here, craving something like, uh, you brought up fried chicken, right? So I'll just use that as a placeholder. As uh, whenever I'm craving like a fried chicken or a pizza or something like that, it's often because I'm feeling a bit unanchored and I'm needing that connection to almost like a simpler time. And I'm needing that comfort, yes, and people talk about comfort food, but f what I've realized for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people, it's the need to feel connected to a time when I was either a little bit more in control or didn't have to worry about control or didn't have to worry about, you know, whatever is the serious topic of the day. And I can almost escape for the duration of the meal into that other time period. And so having that knowledge, which is power, right? And having that, that source of power and information has given me a bit of power back to go, you know what? I think there's another way in which I can achieve the stability that I crave. And it doesn't have to be through food. It can be through other means. It takes some effort and it's hard sometimes. And sometimes I'm too tired to want to do that. That being said, when I make the decision to reflect and often, and this is like, I'm just getting real raw here. Often it is like reaching out to a friend 
from that period of time in my life or connecting with them or giving them a phone call. And then I'm feeling tethered. And it's not from a, I need to be codependent type of stance. It's from a, I'm feeling very tired and worn down by the world in this moment. And I need that connection and energy and community. And so I get that, I receive that. And then that gives me the clarity to make the decision on food which then provides me additional clarity and power and perspective. So, yeah. Uh, who knew that we'd be talking about such uh, higher existing planes of being and food all at the same time? Joe, I think you're touching on something really important for your listeners, which is that the most woo and like the most deep change that we crave um, as humans on a day-to-day -day basis, it really does start with just like the basics of the biological training that uh, we put ourselves through, yeah. uh, such as food consumption. I mean, the deepest changes come from like these tiny steps and these tiny uh, stimuli of just day-to-day -day of what, what we're consuming. And the easiest thing to start with, of course, is food because that's happening three times a day, every day, no matter what. <laughs> Yep. Exactly. I want to know, as we're starting to wrap here, I'll ask you sort of maybe one other question. Um, and I'll kind of lead it in with this and say, I feel like often, and I think this is a variety of factors, and I won't get into um, sort of some of my thoughts and reasons around um why we're positioned as sort of an us versus them mentality in a vegan versus non-vegan type of setting. Cause I think that's pretty ludicrous in a lot of ways. Um, but I think there's, I think there's larger, larger reasons for that and larger factors that we don't have time to get dig into today. But I would say um, knowing that um, a lot of people are sort of Instead of think, I would say this, instead of thinking of food as we've been discussing as sort of one step and an important one, but one step in a uh, higher level of existing um, and interacting with each other and the world around us, um, we're sort of in this uh, us versus them mentality. So knowing that people are coming from that space of I'm not a vegan, I am a vegan, um, what advice would you have, some additional advice you would have for someone who is seeking to exist in a higher way of being and doing and making the world a better place? What advice would you have for them as they're sort of maybe starting out on their journey? And perhaps food is um, the first step in that journey for them. Whoa. I don't know that I'm qualified to answer that question, but what I will share is how I started. Sure. Um, how I thought I started was by trying to reach to the world around me and talk about like, this is what you should eat. This is what you should do. This is how long you should stretch. This is how long you should meditate. Right. But the real journey, I think, the real change comes from analyzing how often it is that you would like something outside of you to be different. 
Mm. And once you can just have that awareness of like, oh, I am not at peace right now. You don't need to know why. You don't need to know what you would like to have happen for you to be at peace, but just to know that you're not at peace and just analyze that every single time that that comes up and just try to detach from what's going on, find peace again with whatever your surroundings are. When you can get every atom of your body to just accept every atom that exists outside of you, that's when that us versus them mentality starts to dissolve from within to the point where you don't see it outside anymore. You don't discern from like, to be dramatic, you don't you don't discern from like a dirty diaper and a clean diaper. You're like, right. yeah, I will pick that up and put that in the trash. No problem. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's no, there's no discernment. And that's like just a level of humility and sincerity that I know I'm still working on. I'm still work, working on it on a day-to-day -day basis. But the essence of change just comes from that embodiment of like what real virtue is. I hate using the word virtue because it's such a buzzword and it's so stupid. <laughs> but it's oh, yeah. because we don't actually understand what the heck that is, man. Because yeah. we're not doing like the self-analysis of like, am I okay right now? Mm. Or are we just constantly saying this is not okay and this is what the right progressive thing is? Right. Oof. That's heavy, Doc. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so heavy, bro. It, it is so heavy. And, and, no buts here. And uh, it's so needed, for sure, I think, for people to hear this. So I hope as we are uh, uh, rounding out the year when folks are listening to this, there's only uh, one more episode to close out the year. I think that was a really good note to end 2022 on as folks are thinking about entering into 2023 with perhaps maybe a new mindset, a new focus, a new shift. Um, there's a lot of newness that, that comes at the start of the year. Um, and I think this was a good conversation for folks to hear. So, so thank you, uh, Josie. We are going to uh, shift to a segment I like to call Things to Check Out. It is a segment where I provide a recommendation of something to read, watch, and or listen to to my guests uh, or to my listeners. And I encourage my guests to do the same. So I will go first uh, with a couple of recommendations. All right. So my recommendations of things to check out. First of all, uh, for watching, uh, dear, dear friend of the podcast. I was on her podcast coming out. She's been on Detox a couple times. Nicole Payson has a recurring role in the new Paramount Plus exclusive. I don't know why I say exclusive. It's Paramount Plus owned uh, streaming. It's, it's their original content. That's the word I was looking for. Criminal Minds Evolution. So go check out Nicole on Criminal Minds Evolution on Paramount Plus. Um, also recommendation, uh, for what I'm listening to, uh, also good friend of the podcast, Nate Cole has a new song out, or I guess at this point it will have been out for about a month, um, on Spotify called fog on the pier. It's a fantastic song. If you don't know Nate, he was in a Christian boy band, uh, over 20 years ago, um, called plus one. And I did a, uh, episode with him on my music podcast after the encore you should go check that out. 
And then something to read. I'm reading this book, uh, Zamboni Rodeo, or I guess I would say uh, maybe rereading it. It is uh, about a journalist who follows a minor league hockey team in Texas around for a season and reports on uh, how the not-so-glamorous athletes live their lives. So it's fantastic. Uh, Josie, what uh, what are you either uh, or what recommendations do you have for the listeners of something to read, watch, and or listen to? All right. And uh, listeners, Josie actually was having a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, so she has provided uh, her uh, recommendations for me to share uh, here on uh, the podcast. Um, so to listen, uh, she uh, wants to recommend, oh, my coming out podcast with Nicole. Yes, Nicole, who I uh, recommended, who's in the Paramount Plus exclusive show, Criminal Minds Evolution. Uh, she, <laughs> Josie is recommending my coming out podcast with Nicole. And she specifically says, because uh, it helped her find peace. So I am, well, uh, that uh, flatters me, Josie. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, something to read, she said, the, the Vegetarian Flavor Bible is what she would like listeners to read. And then to watch, uh, it's a series cut on YouTube, to analyze people's social behaviors and uh, where you can follow her and see what she's up to on social media. Definitely check her out. She's at vegan chef Josie on Instagram and Twitter. That's at vegan chef Josie on Instagram and Twitter. Well, Josie, despite the technical difficulties, this is a fantastic conversation always a delight and I can't wait for you to come back on. So listeners, you've been detoxing with detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.